Hey, Woodville, good morning. Happy Good Friday to each and every one of you. And today I greet you from our home to your home. I wanna give a huge shout out welcome to our guests, those in our city, across our nation, and around the world that have joined in today for this Good Friday service. Well, today I wanna to talk to you for a few moments about a very important question. And the question that I wanna to tackle today is simply this, what's so good? What's so good about Good Friday? I think as we look at that question today, we have to ask ourselves, are we talking about this Good Friday? Or are we talking about that Good Friday that happened some 2,000 years ago? I mean, to be honest, what, what happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus went to the cross, it, it was good. It was good for us. But to be honest with you, it's hard today to find good on this Good Friday in what we're walking through with the COVID crisis, with, with the coronavirus, with, with all the challenges, with all the difficulty, with, with the anxiety levels that are going up, with people that are being laid off, with people in our church family and people that you know with COVID symptoms. When, when's this gonna end? How can I find the good in this Good Friday today? I mean, I knew what God did back then, but what is God doing now? Well, today I want to give you a message of hope. And just for a few moments, I want to take you back to that first Good Friday. And I just want to share with you a couple of verses, a short little snapshot of a window of three hours that happened on that first Good Friday. And I want to take you to Matthew chapter 27. And I want to read to you today verse 45 and verse 46. And then in a couple of moments, I'm going to share with you some thoughts from these verses that I believe is going to help you find good in this Good Friday in 2020. Matthew 27, verse 45 and verse 46, it reads from, from noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. In verse 46, about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, Lama Sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I was drawn to these two verses of this window of three hours on that first Good Friday. And as I started to study it, I saw 10 similarities, 10 parallels that I believe are going to give you hope, 10 similarities, 10 parallels that happened on that first Good Friday that is similar things that are happening today in this Good Friday, in this season of the coronavirus. So the first thing that I wanna to talk to you about what, what happened in that first Good Friday, number one, something happened that had never happened before. I mean, for three hours, darkness swept over the land. For three solid hours, the sun went out and the darkness swept over the land. There was nobody then that had any recollection at all of that ever happening before. I mean, something happened that had never happened before. But let's be honest today. Has anybody, anybody watching today ever walked through a crisis like this before? I mean, I've been chatting to our seniors and they've been telling me, Pastor, nothing like this has ever happened in our lifetime. I mean, the last great pandemic was 1918, the Spanish flu. 
And it swept across the world. And to my understanding, 500 million people were affected and diagnosed with the Spanish flu. And to my understanding, some 50 million people actually died from the Spanish flu, 1918. And a lot has changed and a lot has gone on since those days. But, but there's nobody I know that has any recollection of something like this ever happening before. It's kind of encouraging to think some 2,000 years ago, something happened for three hours when it went dark that, that had never happened before. And what we're walking through today, something is happening that has never, never happened before. And then there's number two. God knew that this was going to happen. I mean, God knew, God knew that the darkness was going to sweep the land for three hours and Jesus was going to go to a cross and, and he was going to die for our sins and he was going to lift his voice and he was going to say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I tell you, there's an interesting, amazing passage of scripture in Psalm chapter 22. And I'd encourage you to read Psalm 22 because in Psalm 22, it's a messianic prophetic scripture that points towards this moment. In fact, the very words that Jesus said on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Are recorded in Psalm 22, because you need to understand, you need to understand that God knew that some 2000 years ago, his son would go to the cross and utter these great words. That encourages me because what we're going through right now was, was not a surprise to God. It's not like God's like, wow, I didn't see this coming. I mean, I mean, friends, be encouraged today. What is happening right now is not a shock. It's not a surprise to God. God, God knows what we're going through. He understands what we're going through. It was not a surprise to God. But then there's number three. What happened some 2,000 years ago was a real, a real dark and a real difficult time. I mean, I want you to understand this wasn't a lunar eclipse. No, this wasn't some kind of sandstorm that, that started to brew and darkness came. No, this was a supernatural moment where for three solid hours, the sun stopped shining and darkness swept over the land. And it was dark as dark as could be. And it was difficult. I mean, Jesus is hanging there on the cross and crown of thorns on his head and his arms stretched out and he's and he's nailed to the cross and he's becoming the sin bearer for our sins he's carrying the weight of all the sins of of mankind and 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 he died this ancient old death of crucifixion it was dark and and it was difficult and 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 it was hard and and he's dying for our sins and the bible says that that when he died for our sins that 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 he he forgave us of our sins and as far as the east is from the west he has removed the transgressions from us isn't it interesting he doesn't say as far as the north is from the south he says as far as the east is from the west because you see the north and the south if you take a globe is 13,800 kilometers distance from the north pole to the south pole but when you think of a globe, east and west, east and west never meets. You can start going east and you'll never end up going west. But when you go north, you'll eventually start going south. And north and south are 13,800 kilometers away, but, but east and west never meet. And when Jesus died for our sins, 
I mean, I mean, he removed our iniquities as far as the east is from the west. And it was a dark time and a very dark time. Think about it. People were gathered around the cross and darkness came over the land and nobody in the darkness could see Jesus. Nobody in the darkness could see what Jesus was doing, dying for our sins. I mean, when it was the darkest some 2,000 years ago, and when people saw the least and they couldn't even see Jesus dying on the cross, here's a word for you today. When they couldn't see what he was doing, he was doing everything for us. He did the most when he died on the cross. When you see him the least, sometimes God is doing the most. Now think about this coronavirus, it's dark. It's a difficult time. I can give you a lot of other D words. It's depressing, it's discouraging. I mean, it's desperate times and it's really tough. But you see church, there's a similarity. Back some 2000 years ago, it was dark and difficult today. It's dark and it's difficult. Number four, what happened back then affected everyone. I mean, our text tells us, our text tells us from noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the land. It wasn't just Jerusalem. It wasn't just Mount Calvary where darkness came over the land. I, I happen to believe that darkness swept the globe. Darkness swept the entire world. Darkness was all over the globe. And isn't that what this pandemic is like? The coronavirus didn't just affect China, didn't just affect Italy, didn't just affect Iran. It's affecting every country. It's global. There's a similarity what happened then to what happened now. And then there's number five. It began at an unexpected time. Now think about it. On that first Good Friday, when, when did the darkness come over the land? It, it was around noon. Noon? I mean, the middle of the day, when it's supposed to be the brightest, it became the darkest. I mean, think about the coronavirus. Talk about an unexpected time. I didn't see this coming. I mean, we're all pumped and excited about Easter. We were all thrilled about what we're, we're about to do for Easter weekend. And then the coronavirus happens. It's an unexpected time. Do you, do you see the similarity? And then there's number six. There was a crying out to God. There was a crying out to God some 2,000 years ago as, as darkness swept over the land and Jesus was on the cross. Our text says that Jesus cried out. He cried out in a loud voice. I started to study the ancient Greek words for cried out and it, and it speaks of desperation. It speaks of an urgent distress call. It's urgent, it's, it's desperate. And Jesus is on the cross some 2000 years ago and he gives this desperate cry to God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I don't think it's a lot different today. I think all around the world, there's a desperate call. I think there's a desperate cry. There's a desperate outcry from people calling out to God. I think the prayer levels is going way up during this coronavirus. I think there's a desperate call and a desperate cry all around the world 
is people are looking for hope and they're looking for answers. I mean, what happened 2,000 years ago? Do you see the similarity? And then there's number seven. The question of why was asked some 2,000 years ago. I mean, Jesus is on the cross and he lifts his voice and he says, my God, my God, why, why, why have you forsaken me? I mean, my whole life I've had people tell me we should never ask God why, and yet I come to this text here, Jesus is asking the question why, and if Jesus asked the question why, I think it's okay for you and I to ask the question why. I mean, Jesus asked why on that first Good Friday, and today, we're all asking why, God, why? Why this? Why this global epidemic? Why, why this pandemic that's sweeping every country? Like, why so long and why this? And God, this is difficult and why? You see, the question why was asked 2,000 years ago and the question why is even asked today. And then there's number eight. There was a feeling of abandonment. I mean, a deep feeling of abandonment. Jesus on the cross, notice he didn't say my father, my father. I mean, you read the New Testament. He's always calling God his father, but, but not as he's on the cross dying for the sins of the world. He says, my God. It's like there was this separation. It's like there was this abandonment. It's like there was this isolation. My, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The word forsaken means to be separated. The word forsaken means to be abandoned. And, and Jesus is calling out to God, my God, my God, why have, why have you, why have you, why have you forsaken me? You see, the feeling of abandonment was there some 2,000 years ago. And, and if we're honest, the feeling of abandonment is, is, is here today. We feel isolated, don't we? I mean, I, 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 I talk to a lot of people on my cell phone, but nowadays I'm doing a lot of FaceTime. I'm missing people. I want to see people. I mean, I'm feeling isolated and so are you. And, and we're feeling separated and we're feeling abandoned and we're feeling all these feelings. And I want you to see there's a similarity from that first Good Friday to this Good Friday today. There's a, a feeling of abandonment. Then there's number nine, and it's going to get good here because I want you to see number nine in, in our text, what happened in that first Good Friday. What began actually did end. I mean, the darkness came over the land around noon, and it lasted for three hours, but but it's around three in the afternoon that it, that, that it ended. It, it had a beginning point, and then it had an ending point. It had a start. And it had a finish. And I've got a word for you today. This coronavirus had a start, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a finish. And, and some of us are wondering, well, where are we in this, this season of darkness? Is it almost over? Are we going to be back at church in June? Or, or when can we start coming back? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know, what began when the darkness swept on that first Good Friday, what began ended. And friends, I want you to be encouraged today. This coronavirus began, but this coronavirus is going to end. 
And I want to give you a few thoughts of what you can do during this season where we're, we're waiting. We're waiting for the sun to come out. <laughs> we feel like the darkness has swept over us and we're, we're trapped in this coronavirus. We're in this Good Friday and back in that Good Friday, 2,000 years ago, the darkness swept over the land. What do you do when you're waiting for the sun to come back up? I think, I think you got to start by remaining calm and remaining peaceful and, and not just remaining calm. You need to re remind yourself that God is faithful and, and God is good and, and God is still on the throne and, and God is going to see us through. And, and I think you need to be refreshed and, and be rejuvenated. I think you need to reset some of your goals and, and reset some of your priorities. I think we need to return back to what's important. And I think we need to, to, to reflect and, and refocus. And you could probably think of a, a number of other words that start with R but I want to remind you again today that when you're in the middle of the darkness and, and, and you can't see Jesus, just like those that were gathered around the cross and, and Jesus is hanging on the cross and for three solid hours, darkness swept over the land and they couldn't even see their savior, Jesus on the cross. They couldn't even see him. I want you to picture, I want you to picture Mary, the mother of Jesus, gathered around that throne, around that cross. And I want you to picture the disciples there and, and darkness is swept over the land and Jesus is on the cross and they couldn't even see their savior Jesus on the cross those disciples and, and the mother of Jesus understand what we're walking through because right now it's hard to see Jesus in the middle of the darkness but when you see him the least sometimes he's working the most and I want to encourage you today that we we need to understand that the coronavirus season began, but it's going to end someday. Amen. And we just need to remain calm and refresh and return to him and reconnect with him and remind ourselves of the promises of God. We, we, need to, we need to just cling to God and know and know that even when we don't understand it, he's still with us. He's still with us, but there's one, there's one more similarity. There's one more parallel of what happened back on that first Good Friday that I could draw your attention to to compare it to this Good Friday because right now it's a little hard to understand what he's doing. I know what he did back then, but what is he doing right now? And, and what, what parallel? And here it is, number 10. Number 10, the best, <laughs> the best was yet to come. I mean, I mean, but, but you need to be reminded after Jesus died on that cross, they took him down off the cross and, and they put him into a, into a borrowed grave of Joseph of Arimathea. And, and, and now he's dead. I mean, before it got better, it got worse. I'm told the next few weeks of the coronavirus is going to be the peak and it's going to be tough and, and we need to brace ourselves. And, and Doug Ford gave some words last Friday about, about the, the grim realities of the coronavirus in our, in our nation of Canada. And some of you are being gripped by fear and you're like, Mark, is it going to get worse before it gets better? It might get worse before it gets better. But some 2,000 years ago, it got worse before it got better. I mean, Jesus, after he died on that cross and, and, and before he died, he uttered those words. It is finished. And they took him off the cross. They put him in the grave. And after Good Friday came Saturday. And Saturday was silent. 
I mean, that entire Saturday, that entire Saturday, he's, he's resting in the grave. And, but, but, but then finally, finally, Easter Sunday morning came, and you know the story, up from the grave he arose. But before you can have an Easter Sunday, you've got to have a good Friday. And I've got a word for you today. It might be Friday. It might, it might be Friday, but Sunday, Sunday is coming. This coronavirus might have begun, but it's going to end. It might feel real dark right now. It might feel like you're so isolated right now. It might feel like, will we ever get through this? We can't see the hand of God. All we can see is the, is the darkness. Where are you, God? I want to tell you today, it might be Friday, but Sunday, Sunday is coming. You may not feel him right now. You might not see him right now. You might wonder where he is, but God is with us just like he was there some 2,000 years ago. God is with us right now. And the best, the best is yet to come. I can't wait to see what God is going to do through this difficult, dark season of the coronavirus. But I want to say to you today, God is up to something big. I happen to believe deep in my heart that the best days for his church his church globally are yet to come. I mean, anytime I study history of dark, difficult seasons, every dark, difficult season was followed by a great season of blessing. Would it be great if revival swept the world? And prodigal sons and daughters return back to Jesus. Wouldn't it be great if every single Bible-believing church around the world was jam-packed? Wouldn't it be great if there was a great revival that swept the world? I happen to believe. I happen to believe that the best is yet to come. So you see, my friends, back then something happened that never happened before. You see, back then God knew that this was going to happen some 2,000 years ago. God knew what happened back then was dark and difficult and just like it is now. And Back then what happened affected everyone just like it is now. And back then, some 2,000 years ago, it began as an at an unexpected time, and it begins now at an unexpected time. Back then, there was a crying out to God 2,000 years ago, and there's a crying out to God now. Back then, the question why was asked, and today, the question why is asked. Back then, there was a feeling of abandonment, and today, there's a feeling of abandonment. Back then, what began did end, and what has begun now is going to end, and the best, the best, the best, is yet to come. So as I wrap up this message, what's, what's so good about Good Friday? I mean, I know what he did back then, but maybe today I'm asking, what is he doing now? I, I want to tell you something. God is in charge. Together, we're going to get through this. Together, the sun's going to come back out. And today, a new season's going to come. I want to remind you today that a new season's going to come in the days ahead. And we're going to get through 
we're going to get through this. That's why we can say with confidence, Good Friday is good. Right in your homes today, I want you to bow your heads and to close your eyes. And before I close this Good Friday message today, I, I wanna ask you a question. I wanna ask everyone this question, whether you're in the city of Ottawa or across the nation of Canada or around the world of today, was the day that you died and you stepped into eternity. Do you know that you know that you know that you're going to heaven? I don't want you to, to hope you're going to heaven. I don't want you to just think that you're going to heaven. I want you to know beyond any shadow of a doubt that you're, you're ready for heaven because you see Easter weekend is all about Jesus died and he was put in the grave and he rose to life. And because he lives, you can live forevermore. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. The only way to God the Father is through Jesus Christ. Christianity is not about religion. It's about a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And my question today, was there a time, was there a, a moment that you personally asked Jesus Christ into your life, going to church, is not what gets you to heaven. Giving in an offering is not what gets you to heaven. Even reading your Bible is not what gets you to heaven. Those are all good things that you personally ask Jesus to be the center of your life and to come into your heart. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you've never done that, I wanna lead you in a prayer to receive Jesus Christ right now. And I wanna invite you to join with me as we pray, dear Jesus, I ask you into my life. Please forgive me of my sins. I have decided to follow Jesus. Today, I make my peace with you. I receive you in my life. I pray this now in Jesus' name, amen. I believe that there's literally hundreds of you hundreds of you across the nation of Canada and around the world and right here in the city of Ottawa that prayed that prayer with me. And I want you to indicate that. You will see right on your screen right now how you can indicate that you've accepted Jesus Christ into your life. And I want you to reach out to us. All the details are there and we will reach out back to you and we want to help you in your new faith journey with Jesus Christ. And if you live in the Ottawa area and you don't attend a Bible-believing, life-giving church, we'd be honored to have you join us in the journey. And when we start worshiping back on site, you can come and join us there. But you can even connect with us on Sundays 9 and 11 and reaching up to us. We'll, we'll get you connected. We can even get you into a connect group. We've got over 80 connect groups across the region, and they're currently meeting through technology, even though we can't meet face-to-face. But perhaps you live outside of Ottawa, somewhere in Canada, somewhere around the world, and you don't attend a life-giving, Bible-believing church, reach out to us, and we will help you find a church in your area. Well, Evelyn and I want to wish each and every one of you a, a happy Good Friday. What's so good about Good Friday? There's a lot of good because of Jesus. May the Lord bless each one of you. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for our time this morning. I pray blessing over everyone as we step into this Easter weekend. Cover us and protect us. I give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I trust you've been encouraged and challenged by today's worship and message. 
If you don't currently attend a church, we would love it if you would check out Woodvale. Please join us this weekend for our Easter Sunday celebration services at 9 or 11 a.m. Pastor Mark will be sharing with us a special message entitled, The Greatest Comeback Ever. God bless you, and thank you for joining us today.